Hello everyone, this is Alvaro Cortez Jr. aka Lance Danger welcoming you back to the Serene Chaos Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. This is Alvaro Cortez Jr., a.k.a. Lance Danger, 15-year veteran making webcomics and indie comics. And in today's episode, I will go over my writing process for my web strip, Nevermind. But before that, a brief reminder. If you visit www.com, truthfulcomics.com, you will find not only the aforementioned Nevermind, but the entire catalog of webcomics that I've done, and that includes Fred Peterson, The Mighty Warlord, Once Again, Nevermind, Stupid the Cat, The Cannon Girl, Wepaman y Wepito, The Mysterious Exorcist, Alfred Gomez's Clown, Rogue Assassin, and of course, Delta Task Force 6, aka DTF6. You'll find blogs like the Gift Indie blog that I spoke about in the previous episode, where we recommend indie comics, as well as interviews some awesome indie creators to get, you know, some of their insights in their making of indie comics. So, uh, you'll find also the shop tab where you can not only buy physical copies of Warlord, Nevermind, and Stupid the Cat, but you can also find Manuel Calmona's Project New Wave Issues 1 and 2 with fantastic artwork by Manuel Calmona and Francisco Rivera. Those issues are written by me as well. And issue number three is going to be coming out soon. Uh, it's going to be on its way or likely out by the time this very episode is out. And you can also check out www artofalvaro.com if you just want all that plus more personal blogs and links to other stuff such as videos and my older podcasts as well. Now, with the obligatory shilling out of the way, let's talk some Nevermind. For those that don't know, Nevermind was actually my first webcomic. It definitely predates in terms of publishing Fred Peterson, The Mighty Warlord. And of course, as I said before, I created Warlord when I was in eighth grade and started making notebook comics of him uh, throughout high school uh, before I finally started making Warlord comics more seriously as an adult. I had drawn... Uh, the book one prologue and issues one and two completely when I came upon a crossroads. Uh, a relationship that I was in at the time had come to an end 
and so did all the plans that I had to publish my comics. Uh, more specifically, of course, Warlord. Um, so that came to a halt because uh, there had been many changes that I had to adapt to and new realities as well. So that was in late 2003, early 2004. And by the time mid-2004 came around, I was wondering what the next step was going to be in terms of creating I was browsing around the internet for ways to kind of self-publish that wouldn't hurt my wallet much at all, especially since I had to um, get a brand new job, move all over again, a, a lot of stuff. And while I was browsing, that's when I discovered webcomics. I discovered Girl Genius by Phil and Kaja Foglio, and I also found Inverlock by Sarah Ullerton. Uh, those were the first two webcomics that I actually discovered, and I was absolutely enamored by the concept. But I would also think to myself, would Warlord find a public as a webcomic? At the moment, I was reading Tom Beelan's True Story, Story to God, and that's kind of when it hit me, actually. I said to myself that I was going to kind of uh, test the waters out a little bit first, and that's when Nevermind was born. Nevermind is an autobiographical web strip that was sort of in the same vein of True Stories, Swear to God, K Chronicles, and American Splendor, so to speak. And uh, there is a bit of a difference between True Stories, Swear to God, and True Stories, Swear to God. Of course, True Stories, Swear to God was the mini-comics that came out first that Tom Beeland had published um, based that, that were pretty much um, reprinting strips that he had published in a newspaper when he worked in a local newspaper in California. And True Stories, Swear to God, is when he did like a full, actual full-size comic uh, based on his relationship with his then-wife, Lily Garcia. So I was very influenced by the uh, more comic book, traditional comic book strip of True Stories, Swear to God, that was released as a mini-comic, especially for uh, this project that I was going to take on Nevermind. So I thought to myself... I'm going to do, yes, 12 comic book strips, post them in Puerto Rican comic book forums where I was a member at the time, and see what happens from there. And I went ahead and I did the strips. I thought up of the name Nevermind actually came from Nirvana's second album, Nevermind. So because, again, I was like very influenced also by... Smells Like Teen Spirits, which of course has that uh, infamous, that very famous line of, oh, well, whatever, never mind. So that's what I based the name of the comic book of Nevermind. And I came up with that name. It was kind of like the only name that came up for the strip. And again, this was more of an experiment. So since that was the first thing that came to mind and it didn't sound too bad to me at least, and it, there wasn't any other comic or anything that was called Nevermind at the time, I just went ahead and just rolled with it. And 
I published them at the Puerto Rican uh, comic book forums. And to my surprise, it was actually incredibly well received. Uh, it became one of the top boards on the art sections of the forums. And that kind of gave me the confidence to work on Warlord and post it there too. Eventually, I did branch out to the Duck webcomics, which was back then known as Drunk Duck. And, well, here we are now. Nevermind is sometimes funny, sometimes depressing, but it's all me. Nevermind eventually made its way in late 2004, early 2005. And contrary to how, for example, I have experimented and tried a few different things with Warlord throughout the years in terms of writing and artwork and whatnot, Nevermind has consistently remained about the same, really, and fairly simple, um, at least in comparison to other long-form comics like Fred Peterson, The Mighty Warlord, or something like Exorcist or Clown. A lot of things have happened to me in my life, and most of them are actually kind of bizarre, and some of my friends tell me that's too bizarre to be true. And so the first thing that I do, and the same has been true for all five of the original uh, seasons of Nevermind, I sit down, take some paper, and write down what would be the most ideal 12 strips for a season. I write down 12 ideas with a random sentence about a certain experience I went through, or I just go ahead and write down a possible title for that strip in the, in particular. Uh, sometimes I also kind of like to write down more than actually 12 strips just to give myself options and keep the seasons as balanced as possible because I don't want them to be completely light, nor do I want them to be completely dreadful either. I try to strike a balance, and when I make the decision about the 12 that I decided to keep, I go ahead and make a note on the ones that I cut as possibilities for a future season as well, so that way I'll have a few in the chamber, if you know what I mean. After that, I'll decide the order in which I put the strips up. Like I mentioned, I like to maintain a certain amount of balance, so one season I'll likely start off with a funny strip right off the bat, or at least something that I consider to be lighthearted and funny. And the following season, I'll start off with a more kind of introspective, more personal, almost philosophical kind of strip. For example, like seasons one and two, the first season started off with my mom mistaking a cockroach carcass for a piece of gold. And hilarity ensued in my family because of that. And then for season two, in contrast, I started it off with my persona uh, symbolizing uh, a deeper meaning of getting a haircut. 
I do that to keep things varied and temper with reader expectation as well. Kind of trying to keep readers on their heels by uh, giving them something that isn't quite expected. And personally, it's challenging and fun to do that. Now, for example, um, speaking of the haircut strip, I do that because I want to do something with a deeper meaning. And when I say that, uh, I don't mean to be pretentious or try to be more than what it actually is. I just want to like portray that symbolism because I could have just made that uh, first strip of season two and just make it like a very simple, I got a haircut today, you know, which is something that people would identify with. People get haircuts all the time, but I wanted to kind of instill kind of like that philosophical nature where I kind of think of getting a haircut as something that symbolizes leaving the past behind. And as my hair grows, then I will grow as a person as well. And I have to try to strike that balance of you know, explaining it as well as possible because I don't want it to sound like an inside joke or something that only I or a couple of handful of friends would understand. I have to explain it in a way that anybody that reads it can understand the strip, even if they don't necessarily agree with the sentiment, at least they can understand where I'm coming from. Now, once I decide the order that I'm going to put the strips, that's when I start doing the light sketches of the strips themselves in particular. And I do these storyboards based off of that memory that I have and whatever title that I have in mind or that I wrote down earlier when I was coming up for the ideas. So I don't actually write scripts for Nevermind at all. Uh, I think of the situation, I come up with a title, and then decide how many panels it needs to deliver the story. You know, a beginning, a middle, and an end in just one page. And I do the dialogue as I sketch. So it's, in a way, it's almost like improv. I'm just writing as I design the page. So... Uh, pretty much what you see when I post the strip of Nevermind is what you get. Uh, I'll eventually finish the page and then I'll reread it out loud to myself. Yes, to make sure that the dialogue and the story flows well and realistically. And if I need to make any kind of changes to it, uh, that, in that stage is when, where I'm reading it to myself is where I will decide to make any small changes like uh, cut a bit of dialogue here or add some dialogue there. Uh, maybe do an extra panel to expand on something or perhaps take a panel away if something is dragging on a little too much. It all depends on what makes the story work better. And once I believe that the strip does not need any more, you know, tinkering around, that's when I do the full artwork. And that, by that I mean I do the inking, the full art, I letter it, and I move on to the next strip. Now, 
since it's based on real life events that's happened to me, uh, sometimes I have to think about changing certain things just a little bit to either not make a strip be too somber or depressing or to make a funny strip um, preventing it from becoming a little too over the top or nonsensical. So I have to make some really hard decisions on what line to give or take away. So like I said earlier, to be able to make the story the best possible story I can tell. And when it comes to the more introspective type of strips, as I mentioned before, I have to be really careful in making the more introspective strips because I need to make it as identifiable as possible to everyone that's reading because, like I mentioned before, I know my own beliefs better than anyone, but I can't assume that everyone is like me. That That's not how the real world works. So... I try to explain myself as best as possible, not so the readers can necessarily identify with me or see themselves in me or agree with whatever statement I have to say, but for the reader, like I mentioned before, to at least understand where I'm coming from. I try not to be cryptic and not do inside jokes that only I'd understand. I try to make it as understandable as possible. That is my writing process for Nevermind. And if you listen to the past episode, uh, you'll see the huge difference in writing approaches between Warlord and Nevermind, going from writing some form of a script compared to no script at all. And it's very fun because that way I keep myself more loose and challenge myself a little more. Because, uh, like I said before, going from something that's so premeditated and so planned out like Warlord is or any of the other more long-form comics that I do... Doing these strips like Nevermind and Cannon Girl, even with Amani Wepito and Stupid the Cat. This is kind of like my improv and kind of my way to challenge myself creatively as a writer and an artist to be able to tell a story with just one page and only a couple of panels to do that story from beginning, middle, and ending. So... It's a breath of fresh air for myself personally and creatively to go doing something like Warlord, which is usually typically 22 pages, maybe 44 pages or more if it's a special uh, chapter or something like that, and just go through the grind of putting it out there and compare that to Nevermind or any of the other strips where I just kind of like relax and let my creative muscles kind of rest a little bit and also kind of uh, get their interest and curiosity going in challenging myself to do something at a much smaller personal scale as well. Anyway, it is that time again to end the episode. To everyone that's been listening, thank you 
all so much for listening. Every single episode that I've uploaded to Podomatic has shot up into the top 10 visual arts genre and podcast and remains in the top 100 until the next episode comes out. So that is really, really exciting. I'm really grateful that uh, people are listening to this and downloading it as well. Uh, there's been an incredible amount of downloads, not just on the new ones, but people, I, I guess, are listening to the new ones and then going back to the old ones or are just binge listening to the old ones to the new ones because even the older podcast has gotten a handful of plays and a handful of downloads as well. And I'm really thankful for that. And what's even more exciting is that this is actually the first episode of original content since episode one of season two. As I mentioned before, episodes two, three, and four of this season two were pretty much updated versions of episodes one through three of season one. So this is the first original content podcast that I've done since the first episode of this season. And this is very, very exciting for myself personally and creatively to be able to do this and share it with all of you. And hopefully I'll be able to do this for 12 episodes and hopefully you guys will like, will, will like what I have to say and find something of value of it as well. If you're a creative and you want to have a different perspective, a different point of view from what you have, or hey, if you want to share your own point of view, you're always welcome to leave me feedback in the comments section, or you can contact me uh, wherever you're listening in uh, this podcast from. Uh, so once again, I really appreciate all of you uh, listening to this podcast. I am going to try to keep improving. And until next time, stay creative, my friends.